Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. And um, yeah, I hope everything is going well. Um, I, I think the one verse that just comes to my mind today, and by the way, if this is your first time of joining this podcast, um, thank you for dropping in and I hope we have a wonderful time today um, just thinking about God and his word and the purpose of this podcast is just me sharing my reflections and my thoughts about my you know my walk with God and what I learn from the Bible and how the Bible helps me or the word of God I would say because I believe that the Bible is you know a reference it contains the word of God and um um, it helps me make sense of the world that I live in and what I learned from it. I was actually writing a paper yesterday um, for my seminary, part of the work I'm doing in my seminary program. And I, in, the purpose, in the process of Googling, of searching online, I found out that the Bible is still by far the most translated book on earth today. In fact, the, the the, it, it's been translated into about 3,000 plus languages. The New Testament has been translated to about 2,000. The Old Testament, about 1,000. So all, all collectively, the Bible, 3,000 plus, almost like 3,800 or something, almost moving towards 4,000. And it's still being translated. For instance, in my home country, Nigeria, there are many languages that still don't have an indigenous translation of the Bible. And as you can imagine, because I mean, it's it's a it's a massive undertaking, you know, to to, to take on. Um, the first Nigerian language that was translated, um, you know, um, that the Bible was translated into, was in 1815, the 19th century, and others have come on very slowly. And in Nigeria alone, we have about 500 um, or 250 distinct languages, so and over 500 dialects. So yeah, and I'm sure a lot, a lot of those languages haven't been translated. Majority of them haven't been translated. Most people have just stuck with the English version because we speak English anyway. So there's still a whole lot more room for the Bible to be translated. But the the point for me is what why that book? Why why the Bible? The the next book that has been translated as much as the Bible I mean, the, the second most translated book on earth is one book called The Little Prince, which I have never read, and it has about 300 translations. So just look at the gap, 300 to 3,800. That's 10 times more. And that for me, I just looked at that, I was like, well, I mean, that speaks, that, that, that says something about this Bible that we read. And I think that is lost in, excuse the pun, translation, in all of the conversation that people now try to sort of like deconstruct the Bible and make it look like it's not really, you know, it was something that was forced on people. The Bible was not forced on people. It was an exceptional piece of literary of writing that captivated people and the words literally jumped out of the page. And we understand that because the Bible says that the word that 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 um, the, um, the, the, the word of God is alive and it's powerful. And yes, for people like us that come from you know a part of the world that had no historical connection with israel or with judaism or middle east or that kind or or that part of the world the bible spoke for itself you know what i'm saying it what we in we didn't we're not interacting with the culture we're not resonating with the culture it was the word 
that sprung out. And the Bible says it's alive and it's powerful. Jesus also said the words that he spoke, their spirit and their life. That is true. And that is the advantage that the Bible has. That is the difference. That is why it is impossible for any piece of work that was authored by a human being to compete with the Bible. And that is what differentiates. In fact, it's funny that all the other religious works, wherever they are on the planet, they don't even... Actually, I need to check what what features on the on the, le- on the on the rest of the list, and I probably will come back to that. That does from my own learning. But the second most translated book is just a, a, a pure work of fiction. I, it wasn't even a religious book. Um, but it would be interesting. I think I need to check that. I didn't go for that. I need to check how many um, religious works were in that top 10. I don't have that information. I will check it. But for me... Not that I need that validation, even if the Bible wasn't the most translated book on the planet, it, you know, it wouldn't change how I feel about the Bible and what the Word of God has done in my life. But it was just an interesting fact because that shows to me that, first of all, what the Bible says about itself is not just a boast. Because the Bible says that it is the Word of God. It says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. That is not a, a boast you know what I'm saying? That is not just someone just making some claim that that you cannot, you know, has no, you, you can't back it up with anything. So a book that claims to be the word word, um, word of God somehow turns out to be the, the the most translated book on the planet, and somehow turns out to be the book that cultures people all over the world. In fact, in in my, in my home country, Nigeria, in parts of Nigeria, in, in the southwest part of Nigeria, where I come from, the Bible is used as a tool of adult literacy. A lot of Christian missions, um, indigenous local Nigerian Christian missions, when they go to communities where people are you know, not literate and all of that, they use the Bible to teach people how to read and write. It's the most successful tool. For many of them, taking the conventional routes may not help but once they you know once they encounter the part is is the words that actually draw them in you know I, I can't say it any other way so you read the bible to them they want to read it themselves and that then becomes a tool for them to you know take interest in reading and writing and these are people who have lived a greater part of their life full lives not having to read or write and you know i know about this because my mother was heavily involved in missions in remote rural communities these are really you know out of reach communities people who are not connected by the normal by the roads you know people who are really out of there so very much how would i say left behind people you know what i mean but the bible is able to bridge build the bridges that you know traditional educational models um, maybe fell short of for whatever reason, and for people who maybe like you know they, they're no longer they're they're not old enough. I mean they, they can't enroll in school anymore. They've passed that time of life, but you can always reach them with the Bible. So that that has been a very strong tool for education for literacy in the southern part of the country, in the areas in the parts of Nigeria where you know um, Bible evangelism is permitted and allowed and thrives. So, um, uh, yeah, so Bible evangelism goes well with, with, with adult literacy. It's, it's the most amazing thing. And I don't know if this is a thing globally, but we really saw that work a lot in Nigeria. So I, I'm just refle- I, I just thank God for the gift of his word and, you know, how that word has really, really helped me 
in 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 you know navigating how I walk through life and the things that I see and I do and how it just gives me perspective, shapes me, you know. And I I the funny thing for me, and I think this is also the same for many people, is that the Bible you when you read the Bible or when I read the Bible, let me personalize this, I can almost see myself on the pages, you know. I I I it's so relatable, you know, particularly a lot of the, it's so relatable, particularly a lot of the Old Testament stories. I can, I can literally see, you know, I can see a lot of, how would I say, the meaning that comes out from it is applicable even into my modern life. And I think that for me, because really, really does show that the Bible is really an inspired work of God. It's the inspired work of God, writings of God, God's love notes to to the planet and even when he was writing through you know people prophets you know men he they 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 may not there's no way they would have known how universal the words they were writing were and how applicable they would be to the context of men not just in israel but to all corners of the earth and you know when we read the bible and and what i like about the bible and the word of god is that it's self-attesting you know, the Bible does not seek validation from any other book. It tells you, this is yes, this is the word of God, it's inspired, this is what God is saying. It's not even being shy about it. It's not telling you, oh, there are some other truths. It tells you, this is it. Don't even look elsewhere. It's not shy about it. And it makes a lot of truth claims, a lot of affirmations about who God is, what he expects, what he believes, what he wants, who his appointed savior is, what it takes to enter into, to come into his throne of grace, what it, what you need to have eternal life, what you must not do. From beginning Genesis to Revelation, the Bible is self-attesting and it's not, it's unapologetical about the claims that it makes. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody can come unto the Father except by me. God says, I am God. Before me, there was no one. After me, there shall be none. Jesus says, I am the Alpha, the Omega. God says, in the beginning, I was there. Before me, there was not anything that was made that was made. All things were made by me. You know, so many things. And I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for anyone else. But my life has not been the same since I gave my life to Christ and since I started interacting with the Word of God. And that's, you know, it's that experience that, and it's an ongoing thing. It's not that like, it's not like um, I have fully understood or I have fully gotten there. I continue to get to, I just continue to grow. But it, the Bible is the rock, it's the Word, it's the pillar of my life, the Word of God. And it's not just about the Bible and the Word of God. It's also about the Spirit of God that I have developed a relationship with through the Word of God. So the Word of God is like the access door, but it opens the door to so many things, a whole new world, a universe of, ex- of encounter and exploration with God. Because, And why I like the way in which God has arranged all of this is that He has given us His Holy Spirit, you know, through faith in jesus once we receive jesus as lord we are then able to receive the baptism of the holy spirit and then the holy spirit then becomes like this inner counsel and witness that points you in the right direction tells you explains things to you gives you revelation sometimes when i'm reading the bible you know meaning just begins to come and i can tell when he's the holy spirit is beginning to 
give me meaning, you know. And there are layers and layers of the meanings and then there are interpretations and interpretations of the meaning and then there are applications and applications of the meaning. And he always brings it down to my context, my level, my understanding. He doesn't change the word for me, but he changes my appreciation, my ability to understand the message and the truths in the word. It's a, it's a, it's a marvelous experience and I think I am closest to God I feel closest to him when we are having a conversation around his word so I I have come to understand that the word is actually God breathed as in you know the word is is, is breathed by God it's breathed by God so it carries his essence it carries his personality and when you interact with that word a little bit of God comes into you it's almost like when you inhale a breath of fresh air you know of cool ocean breeze that's exactly how it is when you interact with the word of god it's heady it's it changes you it enters into your space it 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 does something to you you know something that is good that is holy that is right that is calming that is soothing that is reassuring that is confidence building, that is saving, that is healing, that is gracious, that is kind, that is loving, that is merciful, that is tender, and that delivers. The word of God is alive. It's very alive. It's alive. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is not a word of fiction. It is not ideas based on human wisdom it is God's love not to us so I would like to encourage myself and all who are listening for us to dedicate ourselves to a careful intuitive prayerful study of the word of God asking the Holy Spirit to help us to lead us and it's only God that can do it I thank him because he allowed me to have fallen in love with his word again I've always had sort of like a soft spot relationship with his word but there are moments when you know the relationship has waned if you know what I mean but over the past I would say over this actually since I started this musing really I think he used this musing to get me closer to him so from June 2020 because I have had to record this I've had to get more into scripture and it's almost like reading is afresh and I have you know what God has opened out to me much more is the true spirit of the gospel which is about Christ about the love of God about working with God and living a life that is given to the things that God will want us to focus on not what I want a life that prioritizes the gospel of Jesus Christ the love of God the work of God the purpose of God far beyond anything that has to do with me myself and I and makes me live a life of faith in God, commitment to his word, to his work, to good on earth, to doing good on earth, as opposed to committed, being committed to using God as a stepping stone for me to acquire the things that I want on earth, which is essentially what I have been doing for a very long time. And I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And I'm, because I've realized that, you know, just like Solomon said, what does it, you know, you can, vanity, all is vanity. Or like Jesus himself said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? I have spent a greater part of my life just going after things 
wanting to acquire things, wanting to excel, wanting to be, you know, just to be better than, you know, better than the best. You know what I mean? And where has it gotten me? At the end of the day, happiness evades you. Joy, you continue to chase and look after it. Happiness, you know, you just can't find it. Fulfillment, wow, that, that, that one is just like, it's not even there. You know, so the Bible says that blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he added no sorrow to him. Whatever it is that God has, that is what I want now because I am I have seen that the things of this world cannot give happiness, they can't give joy, they cannot give peace, they just do not have the ability. They they honestly do try, they, they make a consider a very considered effort to try to make us happy, but they cannot because they do not have the seed. Of the life of God in them they are unable to these are things that were created by flesh created by evil created by sin created by the powers that have no connection with God so they can only reproduce after their own kind like God taught us in Genesis that's the law that God has made every fruit can only produce after his own kind so an apple can never produce a mango neither can a mango produce an apple a mango tree so he says, you know, so God says, for you to have good fruit, you have to first make the tree, the tree good. And it's only God that can make a tree good. I can't make a tree good, no matter how much I try. And I guess that's why we have the kind of flawed systems that we have in the world today. Political, economic, social systems. See the inequality, the rich getting richer, the poor getting poorer. Because you cannot make a system, for you to, it cannot produce good when in and of itself, it is evil or it is not good. So, um, my, when God, Jesus said we should pray that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I really understand that because I see that the, the, the essence of the presence and the power and the personality of God is so powerful it's so good, it's so loving, it's so strong that the best that I can hope for is that my life be an embodiment of his power, of his word, and of his presence. Because if that is so, when that is so, I will not have to look for joy. I will not have to look for peace. I will not be looking for completeness. All of those things will be embodied in my life as well. They will be expressed in me. They will be expressed through me. The word of God is alive. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. And God is really, the word of God as depicted in the Bible, is really inspired of God. It has the ability to change lives, to transform souls, to heal us, to make us better people to deliver from darkness the account that the bible gives of it of the word of god is really true and there's a lot about my life personally that makes me say this with so much conviction my only prayer to be honest is that i want to know more because i realize that i have but only scratched the surface i have seen god do things that are impossible I have seen him by this same word taking away human conditions 
that medical science could not deal with. I have seen this word perform miracles in my life and in the life of others. Even as I speak, it is unbelievable to me to be able to say I have seen and experienced these things. But I want to see more. I want to do more. Not just for the sake of seeing, but for the sake of practicing my faith in the Word of God. Because I see that wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. What liberty means is freedom from everything that is oppressive. I want to see that freedom, that liberty in my life and in the lives of all them that God will bring me in contact with. I want to see that liberty expressed through my life. And I trust that the Lord will help me do so. As I continue to interact with his word and his spirit, I am convinced. I am reading right now the book of Genesis to Exodus. I'm reading the Old Testament from beginning to a certain part through my seminary program. And I'm seeing how God is moving in the lives of people. Where the spirit of God is, where God shows up, light comes in. The entrance of his word brings light. That light does something. It outshines the darkness. I'm convinced. I I am really, 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 really convinced that the more we, you and I, interact with this word, we will see dramatic change. The problem is that we have elevated other things in our practice of the faith over and above this word. If we would focus on the word, we would see the signs and the wonders that we need that God will want to do in our lives because that is what the the light does. The light shines. The light cannot be hidden. Darkness is the absence of light. That is all it is. Anywhere that in our lives right now is dark, is gray, is oppressive, all we need to do is shine the light on it. And the Lord is speaking to me right now on this. If you need healing, go and read scriptures about healing. You need salvation, go and read scriptures about salvation. Use the Tekata Bible. The Tekata Bible app, when you use it, just Google a particular word. It shows up all the scriptures. Just search. In the search engine portion, it's a wonderful Bible. Just write heal. Everything about healing will come out. You can just start reading them aloud. And this is the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's what I'm going to do because I need that. If it's faith, if it's righteousness, just do that. Let that be part of your daily Bible study. Watch what the Lord will do. The word of God is alive. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. The entrance of the word brings light, understanding to those who need it. The word of God has the ability to say, to heal, to deliver. Let us renew our relationship with the word of God today. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. If you have been blessed by this recording, please share it with someone that you know would be similarly blessed as well. God bless you as you do so. Thank you.